0: Welcome to part one of the Wazuku series, The Corporate Explorer, which is going to focus on this book for the initial part of the year and then build into interviewing corporate explorers across the ecosystem of innovation. The show was brought to you by Wazuku. Wazuku helps large organizations create effective, sustainable innovation ecosystems that accelerate efficiency gains and new value growth. It does this Through intelligent enterprise software that connects and harnesses the power of employees, suppliers, startups, universities, and the unique Wazuku crowd of over 700,000 global problem solvers. You can find Wazuku on wazuku.com. I thought the best way to start this series on the Corporate Explorer was to go back a step, to go to the source, to go right back to the well. And the well began... With the work of charles o'reilly and today's guest his friend his colleague is co-author of many many books many articles mike tushman welcome to the show
1: aiden hey so great to be with you again
0: it's always a huge pleasure man i learned so much i and i continue to learn anytime i dip back in and people can see the books behind me there on the shelf those people are watching us there's so much you have to offer but i wanted to go right back because Many people don't know that you're not just an academic, and that's not to do this it, it disservice, but you have scar tissue, and the experience that you had in General Radio really set you up for this constant curiosity to go, what the heck went wrong, and how can I help? Maybe that was a good way to start the story today.
1: Yeah, Aiden, A., hey, thank you very much for um, giving me the uh, opportunity to talk to your audience about something that's sort of near and dear to my heart is is helping incumbent organizations deal with outside technical change. I mean, as we speak right now, this issue with generative AI, but it's a, yet another example of waves of technical change affecting incumbent organizations at you mentioned, I'm in this field because of a scarring episode when I was an electrical engineer at this world-class test equipment company, and I witnessed this organization failing, and I literally, going back and forth with this carpool, a bunch of fantastic engineers were about to be laid off, and I, I just didn't get that, and I spent my career trying to understand why that happens, and to sort of talk to my carpool friends as to what happened. I think, you know, 30 years later, I think we know what happened, and it's sort of embedded in my earlier work, Behind Your Shoulders with Charles, O'Reilly on strategy and senior leaders, but I became increasingly aware that that's not enough. It also takes, you know, corporate explorers. That is, you need the Biology Bundelis. You need all my students at AMP, are essentially corporate explorers. So just content at the senior leadership level, Aiden, is not enough. And the beauty of this corporate explorer work I've done, we have done with Andy and now with the Corporate Explorer Fieldbook, but actually with Corporate Explorers is to get at this notion, it's both top down and bottom up.
0: There was three questions that came out of that experience with General Radio and I thought we'd just address them and please don't feel that you have to answer them individually. But the first you talk about in the book is why is it that successful firms like General Radio frequently fail at the key moments of industry transition? The second is, what can they do to be more dynamic and adaptable at these critical points? And the third is, how do they execute these changes? These are still prevalent today. You mentioned generative AI. There is more and more of these changes coming, and as the world becomes more digital, we need to adapt
1: much, much faster. So, the the key issue on why this happens or what to the key issues around why this happens, Aiden, and what to do about it. are sort of around this issue of a paradox that is the very things that make organizations super successful now get in the way of them dealing with either open innovation, distributed innovation, or generative AI. And that, to me, with senior leaders is a real paradox, is the things that got us here, it turns out will not get us there, to the future. And the other issue that I'm spending more and more time on now, um, Aiden and the audience, is this notion of linking organization renewal with personal renewal. That it turns out you cannot get to the future if you're leading an organization with the same old organization filled with inertia or your own leadership style. So, a good portion of my work right now is helping leaders get out of their own way and helping them transform their organizations with the support of corporate explorers, with the support of middle-level managers who are leading this ideation and incubation and helping their senior leaders go to scale. So that's one notion. Um, It's linking personal renewal and organizational renewal, dealing with organizational inertia. Two other points that to me are relatively new. One is the importance of identity shifts in organizations, Aiden. When there are these technological discontinuities, they frequently threaten both professional and organizational identity. That is who we are and what we do. And the extent to which the leader doesn't come to grips with identity dynamics in their organizations, they'll be hard-pressed to lead these revolutions that Charles and I talk about. So what is this notion of identity and identity change and helping professionals deal with technological change, not as substitutes, but as complements? So the work we did at Havas and the work we did at Deloitte, these corporate explorers with Apology Bondili, helped these senior consultants recode open innovation as a complement to their high-end consulting services as opposed to a substitute. So the second issue is helping organizations deal with these technological discontinuities is identity, attention to identity. And then finally, Aiden, helping both corporate explorers and senior leaders deal with passion deal with purpose and one of the key recipes that we think about around dynamic capabilities is some overarching sense of who we are and what we do that permits like Howard our business goal aspire, aspire to make leaders create leaders who make a difference in the world that's the overall purpose in the old-fashioned way face-to-face on-campus education and online Without that overarching purpose, the campus would kill HBX. And then the same thing at Deloitte and all of the all of the all of the successful corporate explorers have managed up and helped their senior leaders articulate a narrative of why it's important to both exploit the prior strategy and explore into the future.
0: One thing I wanted to just point out was you, too, experienced this rejection of new ideas when you introduced the idea of structural ambidexterity to colleagues in Columbia Business School and Harvard Business School. And I wanted to share that because you, too, have the scar tissue of how that feels. And it often feels like a very personal attack.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that it really, you put your finger on the nub of this notion of structural ambidexterity, is you want to actually build into the organization strategic inconsistency. And that inconsistency flies in the face of the past. And powerful forces, legitimately powerful forces in the past, will oftentimes reject this notion of inconsistency and contradiction and identity threats. That's why this corporate explorer idea, it, 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 so partly it has to be managed from the top, a narrative around we need to do both, and partly by corporate explorers, and I'm been a lousy one, who help others get it, make it feel easy. I'm here to support the overall identity of the firm. I'm not calling you a jerk or a dinosaur. And it, maybe I, I had some of that, but it's really important that corporate explorers build the social movement and not alienate the historically magnificent organization. And that's hard. And that's, that's one of the things that we try to tease out in our book is we actually bring in, in the field book, is actually bring in real live corporate explorers and have them tell the good and the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly of being an explorer. I
0: love this piece of work, Mike, because it really is the cherry on top of all the work that you've done It brings you back full circle, literally to you being the corporate explorer and finding these people in the field. And the good news, I just thought we'd finish on this, maybe some of the great experiences you've had, some of the great companies that you've worked with, that it it has been easy to point to the poster children of disruption in the past. But now more and more, we're seeing that organizations, incumbent organizations are building the capability to transform
1: from within. One of the things that I'm really thrilled about, uh, everybody, in my teaching, um, all of my teaching now is with executives. I don't I don't teach MBAs anymore, um, and I'm struck with ideas on structural land by dexterity, social movement, corporate explorers, giving senior leaders models that they can actually use, giving them tools that they can actually use for themselves and their own renewal and in their organization's renewal. So I think, you know, circa 2023, as we approach 2024, where it used to be that maybe 90% of incumbent organizations would be disrupted from outside, I think that's probably less now. I think because of the work that Charles and I and Andy have done in the larger field, have helped give leaders of incumbent organizations the tools to take advantage of their capabilities in order to reinvent.
0: That's a beautiful message, Mike. And I just wanted to tell our audience as well, I have bought several copies, so I have several copies of this book because it really is a, a step-by-step guide of how to put all the theories that Mike and Charles have formulated over the years, with Andy as well, into action. And you're going to see that in action over the next few months when we release this series. Mike, for people who want to find you, you're very active on LinkedIn, et cetera. Where is the best place to find you?
1: The best place to find me is uh, Mike Tushman at hbs.edu. Mike
0: Tushman, author of all these books behind me, <laughs> hundreds on hundreds of articles that really bring in this concept of ambidexterity to the world. It's been an absolute pleasure thanks for joining us
1: Oh Aiden thank you for all your enthusiasm for this general topic and for the work that Andy Charles and I have done. thank you very much Aiden and good luck everybody
0: that episode with Mike Tushman was brought to you by Wazuku. Wazuku helps large organizations create effective sustainable innovation ecosystems that accelerate efficiency gains and new value growth it does this, through intelligent enterprise software that connects and harnesses the power of employees, suppliers, startups, universities, and a unique Wazuku crowd of 700,000 plus global problem solvers. You can find Wazuku at Corp on wazuku.com.